Welcome to the Rutledge Perspective. I'm your host, Laurel Rutledge, and this show is where we talk about things that are top of mind as you navigate your career, whether corporate or otherwise. The plan is to get you out of your rut or talk you off the ledge with insights and perspectives on the daily grind. Welcome to the village. Today, we're going to talk about showing up authentically, what that means, and how you might modify behavior depending on the situation that you're in. Many of us have heard that statement, you do you. And sometimes that statement comes across as, that's awesome, you do you. And sometimes it comes across as, well, I probably wouldn't do that if I were you, but um, you do you. And we know the difference between those two statements. And that's what is important as you are going through your professional and even your personal life with interpersonal relationships. You want to be able to know that your message, your position, uh, your ideas, your thoughts can be received in a manner that people can understand them, can at least evaluate them and can appreciate them. And that comes around much more often than not to the way it's delivered, the package in which it's delivered. And so when we talk about you do you, my position is yes, you do you sometimes. So let me break that down a little bit for you. When you think about leaders and how leaders show up, the best leaders are ones that are most authentic. They're transparent. They're confident. Uh, They're uh, leaders that are approachable. And when you think about how they respond to things, I often wonder, did they really say what they wanted to say or not? And many times, because we're all human, we all have pet peeves, we all have hot buttons, it may be that person didn't really say what they wanted to say or in the manner they wanted to say it because it just wasn't appropriate, but they did get the message across. For example, if a leader hears or a comment or sees a behavior that is inappropriate, The way they address that in a professional setting or with a colleague may be much more precise, much more pointed, much more calculated than if they witnessed the same behavior or heard the same comment in a situation that was much more informal with friends or family. Still consistent, still the same message, but the delivery was different because the environment required a different kind of behavior, a different delivery mechanism. When you are interacting with people and you're thinking about what you need to say and how things need to be done, this idea of being authentic yet morphing your message or using the right words to ensure delivery and receipt of what you're trying to say is a critical piece of your continued success and your growth in whether it's an organization, whether it's a committee, whether it's a company, all of those are dependent upon interpersonal relationships and ability to communicate. Now, I mentioned situational awareness earlier, and I'm using that in the broadest sense of the term, understanding who's around, what people do, how they get work done, who speaks the most, who speaks the least, how people interact with that, truly understanding your environment so that when you feel like it's time to just get in where you fit in, you can do that. And when you feel like it's time to really rock the boat, you can do that. But you're doing both of those things consciously based on a really good knowledge of the environment you're in. The other important piece of that situational awareness is really starting to have bright lines for you, and only you can draw these bright lines, around what are the things that you 
may be frustrated by, but you can tolerate? And what are the things that really are non-negotiable for you and therefore you need to make a decision? Those non-negotiable things that make you so frustrated and so out of who you are and who how you normally operate that it just becomes completely incongruent with your core value system. When that happens, that can lead to greater levels of stress, greater levels of frustration, even anger, and your interaction with people can then be put in a box of this is someone who is unable to control their emotions, they're not professionally mature, um, they don't listen, those kind of things that really aren't intentional and not you doing you, but are a, a, an outcome of this fundamental disconnect between your environment and who you are. Let me unpack those last points a little bit. Until you have your own thing, there's always going to be something that's a little frustrating. It's not quite how you would do it or the way you would want it to be or placed where you would want it. So if you think about those pieces that are just irritations, frustrations, a simple example of that is something like a dress code. If when you get up in the morning, the thing that makes you able to function is to be absolutely fabulous, however you define that. Lots of bling, great shoes, whatever it is. Yet the place you go to work really is more about jeans and t-shirts or hoodies or steel-toed boots. That disconnect can be something that's quite frustrating. Now, on the one hand, it can make you stand out. It makes people know who you are. You could be noticed. Um, it builds a reputation. All of those things can be good. On the other hand, if this is who you are, but you've got to be able to be really informal, steel-toed boots, jeans, hoodie, in order to complete pieces of your job, and that's just not something you really like to do, that level of frustration could potentially build up. But is it a deal breaker? Eh, maybe not. The other side of that, though, is those things that are fundamentally disconnected to your values. An example of that is if you know that in your position, you must be able to do telecommuting. The commuting is awful. You can do your work from anywhere. And so having the opportunity to, get to telecommute is a non-negotiable for you. And you get to your organization and they're like, absolutely. We believe in telecommuting. We want our employees to have flexibility. Here's all your technology. We've got your computer, we've got your webcam, we've got your phone, we've got all of these things ready to go. And oh, by the way, uh, we do have software embedded in the computer that can check you through the camera and can manage your keystrokes and watch what you're doing and how you're doing it and how often you're on and how long your pause is, etc. And um, we want to be transparent about that, but it's really important that if you're telecommuting that we can still track and track your work and know that you're doing what you said you're doing on your telecommuting time. And when you hear that, it completely goes against everything you believe in. It tells you that the organization doesn't trust its employees. It tells you that it's not really bought into flexibility. It's just trying to um, put a good face forward so that people will believe it. That is something that for you is just not tenable. And that means you now have a different decision to make because if you do you in that situation where there's a complete disconnect, your ability to maintain a level of decorum, your ability to be calm, your ability to respond professionally when all of a sudden you see someone pop up and I am on your computer because they've been watching you through your camera is probably not going to be at the level of professional maturity, the level of clarity that you normally would do because it is a gentle reminder or a very pointed reminder that they are doing something that just does not line up with who you are. 
and you do you becomes you doing you when you are overly angry, highly frustrated, and just quite put out. That is not a reputation that you want to build, and it's building simply because there's a disconnect. So you doing you could lead to you being tagged as over-emotional, non-committal, unable to be professionally mature, unable to have calm conversations. None of those things are true, but your behavior, because of the incongruence, will lead someone to be able to make those kind of decisions. So, bottom line, it really is important that you understand you do what you got to do until you can do what you want to do. And often that will mean being situationally aware so that you can modify behavior, still remain authentic, but ensure that your message or your point or your details are heard and accepted and understood. You need to know your non-negotiables. What are those things that are just frustrating, but what are those things that simply will not work and that means you will walk away if some other arrangement cannot be made? And be okay with those. If they are truly non-negotiable for you, there is always another choice, another venue, another location that might work better for you and those things that are important to you. And finally, really know what you want. And be brave enough to demand that you have it. And fearless enough to go after it. Because it's there. We all have choices. And we all can take those choices and us do us in the way that makes sense for our environment. So, you go out. Have a great day. You got this. And you do you. Sometimes. And that's the Rutledge Perspective. I'll see you next time. You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective. If we've given you a new perspective or helped you clarify your own, please like us on iTunes. You can find more information about this and other episodes of the show on laurelrutledge.com, or you can subscribe to the show where you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Oh, and if there's someone you think would enjoy or benefit from the Rutledge perspective, please pass it along.